Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey folks, welcome into another edition of Dog Walk Talk. It is Sunday, March 13th. Selection Sunday. Tom Brady has announced that he's coming back out of retirement, uh, but that's not the news of the day for Georgia fans. I'm Palmer Toms uh, here with Nick De La Torre of Gators Online, and we're talking Georgia basketball as the Bulldogs are hiring Florida head coach Mike White to be the next leader of the men's basketball program. Nick, really appreciate you coming on and joining us such short notice, uh, and and thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. It. Uh... It had, it had been a, a long time coming for some Gator fans, but uh, um, I think some of us, at least in the media, are sad to see Mike White go because he uh, was great to us and, and a great person. So we're sad to see him leave, but um, Florida fans have been calling for this for a while. And I think the sentiment among Florida fans was, thank you, Georgia. And I don't know how, many, <laughs> how, many, how often you'll hear a Florida fan say, thank you, Georgia. Uh, so hopefully it ends up with, with both parties being happy. Yeah, it is interesting always when you see – a move, uh, you know, whether it's an assistant coach or, a, you know, a coordinator or something along those lines. Very rarely do you see a head coach make a move, uh, you know, within a conference. It's not, mm-hmm. it's probably even rarer that you see it within a rivalry as fierce as Georgia and Florida, Florida and Georgia, as, as your folks would like to refer to yeah. it. Um, but, you know, Mike White, let's, let's get the background on him. Obviously, um, he, he's been at Florida for the last seven seasons and, and has made the Gators a mainstay in the NCAA tournament. Uh, that's that status that Georgia fans would absolutely like to get to. Uh, what, what is Georgia getting in in Mike White? Um, uh, first and foremost, Mike White is, is a family man, um, has, I believe, three children, uh, might, maybe more, but he had three when he was hired at Florida. Um, and, and it got to the point where, uh, it got, it became really toxic at Florida and he being a family man, the reason I brought that up is it got to the point where now that he had been at Florida for seven years, you've got a 10 year old who understands the nasty things that people are yelling at your dad during the game. And you're asking mom, why are they saying that about dad? And, and it got to a point at Florida where the white family wasn't even coming to basketball games anymore. Mm. Um, Mike White's a great recruiter. Um, he's gotten great talent to Florida. I believe he has um, a top 25 recruit um, signed to Florida this year. Now, obviously, with the transfer portal and those guys aren't on campus yet, will they follow him to Athens? Um, that's something that would be devastating to Florida, considering it's a, a really good class of three guys coming in this year. Um, and, and you don't know what the recruiting class will look like if he leaves. So a great recruiter. Um, he came to Florida saying that defense in a high-tempo offense would be the DNA. Uh, and Florida played, for the most part, really good defense. They were never high tempo and, and not like middle of the pack tempo. They were some of the slowest teams in the country. And then the half court offense wasn't great. I think the biggest knock and something a lot of us were talking about in the media was you, 
he, he's a great recruiter, a great program builder, which I think is kind of what George is looking for right now, someone to build a program. Um, but maybe needed, and we called it an offensive coordinator, maybe needed a guy that was more involved in the X's and O's. And Mike might need to hand off some of the, his responsibilities to that other person. He had to hire two new coaches in the offseason, and neither of them were that. So I think right now Florida fans would tell you, great guy, recruited pretty well, terrible game day coach. And, and I think that's kind of what we thought. They ended up hiring a guy named Travis Pastrana, um, and, and he – came in, but that was not going to be the guy to be your ex's nose, another great recruiter. So I think it would probably do Mike some good if he found somebody on his staff at Georgia to take some of those game day abilities or game day responsibilities off of his plate. Yeah, I think when you look at what Georgia is is you know transitioning on from in Tom Crean, it, it has been lacking that recruiting. Um, you know, mm-hmm. as as you know, the the state of Georgia is so rich in talent. If you look across the league in the SEC, I mean, it seems like Auburn is dominating with a team that's pretty much entirely from the Atlanta area. Walker Kessler is a Georgia legacy. KD Johnson, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, moving on from Georgia. So the talent is there. Georgia just has not been able to pull it in, um, you know, whether that's been evaluation uh, um, or just, you know, a lack thereof in recruiting. Um, that has been Georgia's biggest struggle. And so yeah, I think for Georgia fans to hear that they are bringing in somebody who has a knack for recruiting is, is certainly going to be refreshing. Yeah, and Mike's young still. I mean, um, he, he came to Florida before his 40th birthday. He's been in Gainesville for seven years. He's only 45 years old, so he's still young. Um, he enjoys going out and recruiting. You'll see him at um, tournaments, high school tournaments, uh, you know, tr- UAA tournaments, uh, or U- UA? AAU. AAU. I'm dyslexic, I guess. Uh, <laughs> AAU tournaments. You'll see him there. He demands that his staff does that well. They enjoy – the recruiting process. They enjoy watching film and evaluating. Um, and, and it was never a problem for Mike White to get talent to Florida. It's just when you get that talent, then there's a certain level of expectation. Um, and, and certainly at Florida, replacing Billy Donovan was not going to be easy for whoever it was. And um, I think I, I wrote about Mike today in my story, and um, he had just received a two-year extension, which people were angry about, but he was 243 and 128 at Florida, 122 and 69 in conference play. His team's ranked inside the top 20 in all-time winning, um, all-time SEC winning percentage during his seven-year tenure. And Florida fans have wanted him out for three years. So there is a, a certain level of expectations that Billy Donovan left at Florida. I don't know if they're super attainable. <laughs> how many teams have won back-to-back championships? And I feel it's almost gotten to the point where Florida's not happy with making the tournament or not even happy making the tournament and getting to the second weekend. If you're not getting to the Sweet 16 to the Elite Eight regularly, Florida fans are not going to be happy in basketball. Right. I mean, because if you look at it from 2017 to 2021, obviously there was no tournament in 2020, mm-hmm. but Florida made four straight NCAA tournaments. They were They were one of – uh, you know, the only team in the SEC to do that and one of 12 teams nationally. Furthermore, the Gators won 
a game in each of those uh, appearances, just one of six teams to, in the country to do so. So, you know, I, I think when you're looking at Georgia, somebody who hasn't been to the NCAA tournament since I believe 2008, uh, when the Bulldogs made that magical run in, in the SEC tournament, I could be wrong on that. Um, and making myself, uh, you know, seem pretty young here, but not being able to remember some of this, uh, Georgia information, but you know, when, when it comes to postseason basketball, that's something that Georgia fans have not been used to watching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- this selection Sunday, as we're recording, they haven't really been tuning in anxiously awaiting where Georgia is going to be landing. That's not the case at Florida. And, and that hasn't been the case for Mike white led teams in general. Um, because if you look at his, his track record, you know, even going back to Louisiana tech, um, you know, he, in his let he was there for four seasons, three of those years, he made the NIT uh, first year at Florida makes the NIT. And then every year since then, up until now had made the NCAA tournament. So I think that when you're talking, um, you know, postseason basketball a coach that has a track record in the postseason uh that's something that georgia obviously had in tom kareen they had a coach that had a track record and it didn't work out um but i think it's certainly interesting to make a move to somebody that has done it in the conference that georgia's trying to do it in and that team that mike white took in his first year to the nit was bad like billy florida fans like billy's national championships and, and how high florida competed at that level let them they like forget about how bad the team was when Billy left. Like Billy, Billy missed the tournament his last year and then left. And then Mike came and they went to the NIT. It's like that wasn't even on Mike. That was a great coaching job to get that that group to an NIT. Um it, it's interesting to me because I remember almost being starstruck the first time I covered a Florida basketball game and I go down, you know, at halftime to go to use the bathroom. I'm like, that's Tom Crean. Huh, man, because at that time the SEC was still kind of it was a football conference and Tennessee or Kentucky, Kentucky every year. And then Florida, some years would be good. And now you look at the SEC and, and they're pouring money into coaches and into recruiting. Um, and the SEC was a, a ton of fun to watch this year uh, for basketball. So it'll be interesting to see, obviously, from our standpoint at Gators Online in Florida, to see where Florida goes from here. I think the last five coaches Florida's hired have been under 40 years old. Um, Mike just over that, you know, only halfway to 50. Um, but I think it's a good coach for, for Georgia. You know, they've gone and tried the established coach with a record. Now you're getting an established coach with a record. Who's also still young and still has that fire for recruiting. It isn't going to rely on, Hey, I coached this team in 94. Do you remember them? And it's like, no, the kid you're recruiting was born in 2003. <laughs> he doesn't remember the team you coached in 94. So I think if, if Georgia and, and, maybe I'm off base and, and your fans can correct me, but I think George is trying to build a program. And I would absolutely, um, as someone who covered Mike White for seven years, say Mike White is a coach who is a program builder and, and who can be that for you guys. No, absolutely. I, I absolutely believe that Georgia was going after a program builder here um, because if you looked at the names that, that were, you know, so prominently, attached to this job. It was a lot of mid-major guys uh, that had built up programs. Um, but, and Mike White wasn't necessarily on the radar for them. Um, you know, what, what, I guess, when did it become apparent to you uh, that things may be turning here, um, you know, with, with White leaving Florida? Um, things turned, in the most fans' minds, things turned years ago. And they called him mid-major Mike because of where he came from, um, which 
I already know what they'll call Billy Billy Napier if that doesn't work out. Yeah, mid major Billy will be coming up. You know, if, if Florida football can't turn it around, um, it, it was it, Mike's faced a lot of adversity early on. Um, they had injuries, which players decided to come back, so you were hampered in recruiting, and then they the injury kept them still out and. Now you're playing a man down. Last year, you build in, in 2021, you build your entire team around Keontae Johnson, who was the SEC preseason player of the year. He's going to be probably the, the SEC player of the year, a first round pick. And five games into the season, he, he collapses with a cardiac incident and he's out for the year. Not only do, do you not have plans of how you're going to run your offense anymore, but you just watch your entire team just watch one of their brothers, one of their teammates, uh, seemingly die on the court. Um, luckily, Keontae's fine and, and was able to kind of rejoin the team in a coach capacity, but that's still a traumatic event. So there's been a bunch of different things that have happened, whether it's been injuries or the Keontae situation. This year, they lose Jason Jatobo, who's their center, gets hit in the eye and scratches his cornea, and now he's out for the year for the last six weeks. So it just seemed to be things that would happen. And it was almost like his tenure in Florida was snake bit. You're following Billy Donovan. And then one thing after another, and these things start piling on. And it's kind of like one, how could this ever happen thing piled onto another. Uh, and then Florida fans just called those excuses when we're just pointing out reality. Um, but I, it got to the point this year where I thought to myself, if Mike White went to the final four this year, I don't, I think there's a large section of the fan base that still wouldn't come back. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, okay, well, what if they won the national championship? And then I, I started like running through message board posts in my head of thinking, can't believe this group dragged Mike White's body all the way to a national championship. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think, I think it's gotten to the point where he's lost so much of the fan base that it wouldn't come back. And he was actually, uh, <laughs> he was actually extended last year, which added two years to his contract. And, bumped up his buyout from Florida's standpoint from 1.25 to one and a half million dollars for every which, year remaining, which Georgia so, is now paying. Well, Georgia only has to pay 1.25. Okay. But if you look at it from Florida's standpoint, Georgia's paying you $9 million because you don't have to pay Mike white, the eight. And now Georgia's paying you to take him. So I think even from Florida's standpoint, if I'm Scott Strickland, and I'm being honest with myself. He loves Mike white. Um, I know he had had conversations with Mike and telling him like, Hey, we are supporting you. We've shown you that we're supporting you with a contract, but like you, you, we got to start winning some of these games. You've got to start winning some of these games and we can't miss the tournament. Um, so I'm not going to say that Georgia did Florida a favor, but it might've gotten to the point where Florida might've had to make a tough decision and might've had to fire a really good guy who, as we've already talked about was not, it's not like he's losing basketball games. He's winning basketball games, just not to the level that, Florida basketball fans want him to win. So in Florida fans' eyes, this is a boondoggle. This is fantastic for them. Right. And and in Mike's eyes, you know, he's obviously going from a situation where he probably would have been on the hot seat next year, mm -hmm. you know, given the circumstances and the expectations. Now he's coming into a fresh start at Georgia yeah. where the expect expectations already aren't as high, uh, but he's got a fresh start to work with as well. And you're leaving a situation, like I, like I said before, that I just gotten toxic. Like, I, I can't imagine that Mike was opening Twitter um, or Instagram or fan mail or emails. Um, I, can't, I can't imagine he was looking at, at much of what was happening because it, it was few and far between, even when they beat number two Auburn. 
um, few and far between, you know, the compliments from the fan base for Mike. So leaving a, a high pressure job in a toxic situation and going to a school that has lower expectations, but that means you're going to get the opportunity to recruit, to get your guys in, to build your staff. Um, and, and I think that's kind of what Mike maybe wasn't afforded. And, and, and I'm saying that it's seven years in, but maybe wasn't afforded by the fan base given he was following somebody who has their name on the court that he plays on. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and we talk about the expectations for Georgia. It's not like there's not potential to make, sure. to do, to do big things in, in Athens. Um, you know, in his quote, it's probably what you would expect from a new hire of a head coach, but he said, I believe in the limitless future of Georgia basketball, which I think says a lot. Um, and, and, you know, for me looking at this, I think it's important that Georgia got a guy, um, you know, from Florida that understands how to work at a football school. You Mm -hmm. mentioned it earlier that the SEC has become more, you know, has grown in its basketball dominance, but it will always be a football conference. Georgia's coming off of a national championship in football. You know, he's going to have to be competing with with that, you know, those expectations, um, you know, how have you seen, oh, obviously Florida hasn't had nearly the football success that Georgia has had over the last couple of seasons, but how have you seen Mike handle and embrace the fact that he's a basketball coach at a football school? Um, I think because he was asked about it at his introductory press conference, um, but his, his response was, I think we've proved that it's not just a football school, you know, Billy, won two championships here. Um, Florida's also got a bunch of, you know, non-revenue sports, I guess if you want to call it, you know, the track track just won a women's indoor yesterday and, and Florida's track track and field team outdoor has been great. Um, their track and field coaches won 10 national championships. So Florida is a football school. Don't get me wrong. I mean, when I started covering baseball at Florida, nobody was tuning in to my stories or to my coverage until they won a championship. That until they won a championship in 2017. Um, and then now it's, if I miss a baseball game, it's where the heck were you? And I'm like, I'm, I had I had life. I'm just I'm doing <laughs> life. Um, so I think it, it will be interesting because he's used to it. And, and then really the attendance has gotten really bad um, the past two seasons for that and never complains about it, never calls fans out or anything like that. I think Mike knew where his place was uh, as basketball and his, his mentality is, it won't be a football school if we do what we're supposed to do. And that might not be true. You know what I mean? Basketball is never going to supersede football at Florida or at Georgia, but you will sell out the arena if you're winning SEC championships and you will have people traveling to Gainesville or to Tuscaloosa or to Oxford and Knoxville. If you're putting a good product on the court, he wants to be able to build that. And I think he took that kind of, on his shoulders to build it at Florida. Um, and, and you didn't really have to build it as much at Florida because there was a recent history. Um, but yeah, he's not going to be one that's going to, you know, complain and whine that, well, if we had the same funds that football have, that's not his character. He's going to take what he gets and, and what he's given and he's going to do what he can with it. Last question here, just kind of wrapping things up. Give us a couple of a uh, couple of words to describe Mike White, and uh, I guess your your final thoughts on on this move that Georgia is making. So, uh, as someone in in as a writer, you'll understand this. When Mike White came on, um, he brought us in all the writers that covered his team. It was an off the record meeting, but he showed us his film, 
of his offense, his defense, brought us through his philosophies on offense and defense. And we can't report any of this. And what he told us was, here's our recruiting board. Here's what we want to do on offense. Here's what we want to do on defense. I'm trying to educate you guys to tell you what we're trying to do so that it helps you accurately report on our team. And if you told me that Kirby Smart had done that for the writers or that if Billy Napier had done that for us, I can tell you he hasn't. He won the media over right away. Um, he cares a lot about the people in the building and not just his players. He cares about the, the GA or the student manager that's wrapping ankles. Um, he's a really, really good person. And I can tell you that it's not a happy day inside Florida's building right now. So everyone at Georgia will be very happy that interacts with Mike. Um, he's great with the media. He's great with the people that he works around. Um, and he's going to be a great recruiter. So I don't know if you're covering basketball recruiting, but he's going to get some names uh, that, that'll be on the uh, on three 100. Um, so it'll make that exciting too. And uh, he's a really good guy. And, and I hope he gets, you know, gets a, a, a lot of rope and, and gets a fair shake in Georgia. Cause I'm not sure that he really got uh, a really fair shake in Gainesville. Nick, really appreciate it so much. Y'all been killing it over at Gators Online. Uh, you know, again, really appreciate you joining us for this episode of Dog Walk Talk. Um, but that does it for us here on Dog Walk Talk over at Dogs HQ. Be sure to check out all of our social media handles at Dogs HQ. Uh, follow us there. And hey, if you're not subscribed, now's a perfect time to do so. You, you got a new men's basketball coach. Baseball season is in full gear and spring practice is starting this week. So no better time to check out Dogs HQ and give us a try. Uh, but for this episode of Dog Walk Talk, I'm Palmer Toms and we'll see you later. <laughs>